Hello, and welcome to the Dina Joe podcast. I am DJ Dina Joe, your friend, coming to you from the Mile High City, colorful Colorado. Thank you so much for joining the show today. You all are the best. If you're listening on the download, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hit that follow button so you can join us live sometime. I'm here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.45 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, and I have the best people in the chat. So thank you for your continued love, supports, likes, shares, and downloads. Yes. All right. Let's get out of here. you all are having a good morning. All right, so today is Wednesday, fun day, fun stories, fun stuff to go over. We'll continue. Um, no, we're not doing that game right now. That's old. <laughs> so today is Wednesday, October 11th. Currently here in Denver, it is 50 and clear. There's mostly sunny skies and a high of 74. It is getting cold fast here in Denver, really cold. And um, there's a winter weather advisory for Aspen. Um, it is, uh, we're gonna have snow. Well, this is, I believe, what does it say? Friday, I believe. Winter weather for Aspen advisory affects 6 p.m. this evening to 6 a.m. I believe it was MDT Friday above 8,500 feet. Um, snow expected. Snow accumulations four to eight inches, probably higher mounds, possibly 9,000 feet. Winds gusting as high as 40 miles per hour. So, what's going on here? Let me share this. Hi, Mike. I was just wondering if something was going on. How are you doing, Mike? I hope you can hear me. morning he must be able to hear me <laughs> um so yeah winter's coming fast so snow up in the mountains um and then i thought they said some snow flurries here locally uh we might see some <laughs> oh my gosh i miss i miss the ocean so much dang it's just ever get to Alabama we're a little closer we can get scooped down a couple hours and get down to the ocean but dang here it's just oh it's beautiful but I miss it all right so in Canada it's getting cold too um for British Columbia 41 expect sunny skies high 53 well in Ontario 48 and cloudy the skies will be mostly um cloudy and a high of 58 um, for my friend BP, let's see, 48 and sunny, expect sunny skies, high of 67. And welcome ADXUAZGP, good to see you. And for my beautiful friends in Arizona, I have Tucson 64 and clear, expect sunny skies, high of 92. Phoenix 73 and clear, expect sunny skies, high of 92 also. And then for Mr. Yancey in Coffeyville, um, Kansas, my neighbor um, over there, um, it is uh, mostly sunny skies, 64 right now, um, high of 83, and it says on this humid and breezy day, so you'll have humid and breeze 
see me live, Mike? Drain. <laughs> um, Alright, so um, first I wanted to say a little something. Um, if you feel like you're going through something that you're not alone and you have no reason to live, um, please go get help and talk to somebody. I believe the suicide network, the line is 988, the crisis number. Talk to a friend, find somebody you can talk to. Um, I often wonder if people, when they do commit suicide, if they if they see what they've left behind. You know what I mean? Do they see the people that are grieving? Do they see the people that are crying, that are feeling lost because of that situation? I don't know. It's terrible. This just happened again. Um, at the country club where the boys work, uh, a very young, very young um, doctor uh, committed suicide. And um, he was going through a divorce, but you know, sometimes when you're in that pit and you feel like you just, it's so hard and you don't understand and you're so upset and everything's coming to you at once, you kind of feel overwhelmed. Um, and it's just hard and it just i didn't know this person but it just hit me because it just seems like it's happening tonight um please don't give up hope just know that there are people out there that that do care and that do love you um you just got to get out of that hole uh-huh. so hopefully um 988 remember that number contact somebody that you know all right it's a, it's a heavy subject, it is, but it just, it's worth mentioning because, hi, bam, bam, it's just so sad to me. This, this guy was a spine surgeon. He looked like he was maybe in his late 30s, if not. Um, I don't know the story behind it, but, you know, Lewis said that there was, you know, people showing up, other doctors and stuff, and just so much sadness and upset that was outside of that scene and it just breaks my heart it just makes me sad inside that people feel I, I mean I've gone through a lot of shit in my life I've gone through a lot of crap and I've never been that low to think of taking my life so um if you're listening and you feel like that remember um 988 and talk to somebody You've got to know somebody that you can talk to and they can help. So, anyway, moving on. Moving on um, to a little bit of encouragement in this world. Um, the world that I have today is um, wisdom. And <clears throat> wise, wise, or wisdom. Um, and it's having or showing experience, knowledge, and good judgment. She seems kind and wise. And I have a couple of of quotes because there were so many good ones. Um, Albert Einstein summed it up perfectly. An intelligent person is one who solves problems. A wise person is one who avoids them. So very true. Do not correct a fool or he will hate you. Correct a wise man and he will appreciate you. And that's the Dalai Lama. And I love that too, because it's so true. Um, so many people do not want to be corrected or be told that 
or wrong in any way. And that's just how you grow. You know what I mean? That's how you grow. A smart person knows what to say. A wise person knows whether to say it or not. Another great one by the Dalai Lama. <sighs> Excuse me. Okay. Wisdom is deeply linked to the ability of developing a deep intuition and a correct judgment about people. A wise person is guided not by the rules, but much deeper conviction. That being said, um, let me see if I can get this. Although all laws were abolished, the wise person would continue to behave in the same way. Why? Because they are guided by their principles. I have two questions for you. What do you think wise means? And who is the wisest person that you know or that you think is wise that you can talk to? When I think of a wise person, I think of someone who is experienced and kind. Um, some would think someone of a certain age, but I don't necessarily believe that. There are younger people who, despite their his or her youth, um, I agree as generally wise. It is not just solely for, for the elderly, although some are very wise. Um, wisdom is cultivated from the daily experiences that we all have gone through. These experiences make you wise in that area in your life and able to use that wisdom for good in helping someone else who is going through that same life challenge. The experiences and challenges I have gone through are completely different than yours, but there are so, so many characteristics that all wise people have in common. They are often characterized excuse me, by their positive traits and behaviors. Some of them are, they don't blame others for their mistakes, they learn from them. The mature and wise person is aware of their mistakes and are learning the opportunity and don't look for others to blame for their mistakes. Welcome. They don't let themselves be dominated by their emotions. Wise people know that emotions such as anger and rage temper intelligent development so they value their mental health and do not allow others or circumstances to control their emotional responses. They are open-minded um, and understand all perspectives without letting biases or emotions get in the way. They never believe that they are better than anyone else. On the contrary, wise people believe they, are, they don't believe they are superior to others. They understand that we all are unique and can all been through different circumstances. And that take talking in terms of better or worse doesn't freaking matter. Don't assume they're always right and don't have a strong ego. They are empathetic and compassionate. They are self-aware and understand their own emotions. They are humble and don't feel the need to talk themselves up. They are superior to judgment. Um, they have curious and they are curious and love learning new things. The bottom line is wise individuals are characterized by the ability to make good judgments based on deep understandings and experience of life and are thoughtful, prudent, and insightful in their actions and choices. So yeah, we can all be wise. We all have something to share. 
So, um, yeah. Just believe in yourselves. It can help somebody out. I know that um, the two people in this chat help me often a lot, and I consider them wise in um, their young ages um, because they help me. They help me through a lot of crap. So, yeah, anybody can be wise. You just have to have a little bit of those things in your life. So, <clears throat> all right, moving on. Moving on. I need something to drink. <laughs> I'm going to turn this music off. Um, gosh. Oh, I love you too, Mike. Thank you. Um, I can be wise. Yes, you can be a wise ass. <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> and then you put Jesus um, is, is wise for you. And I agree. <laughs> I agree. Oh my gosh, my throat. Did you guys see the video of um, Bigfoot that they spotted here in uh, Colorado? Oh, oh. Ah! <laughs> Did I get you in time? Yeah, I'm here. I, I, I am. I here. <laughs> am I here? <laughs> yes, you are. I'm like, ah, did I get you in time? <laughs> How are you? I'm great. You're talking about wisdom and stuff. I was just wondering if I could add something to it. Of course. You can. Something that I learned over the years is you don't have to know everything, but you have to know where to look to find what you need sometimes you know like you don't have to know the answer to every question but if you know somebody that knows the answer to the question never be afraid to ask or never be afraid to source out the knowledge that you need you know like you don't have to know everything and muddy your brain up with every statistic in the world but as long as you know you can hunt out it when you need it that's that's yeah. true, that's, that's true smartness because yeah i don't know I had somebody tell me that because I always had so many numbers in my brain and stuff before. And the guy's like, Tim, you don't have to know everything. He goes, you just have to know where to find stuff when you need to find it. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I was saying. Like all of us have something to offer. You know, all of us do have something, a little bit of something to offer somebody something. And you're right. It's, it's knowing where to find and get that help. Or who might have that information absolutely yeah. never be afraid to ask a question there's no dumb no. questions only dumb answers sometimes you know like very true yeah hi mike hello you know you know yeah, bam bam Alex. right yeah hey bam. hey cuddles what's <laughs> happening florida man ike up, man? <laughs> yeah. Hi, Lou. Um, yeah i think wisdom is one of those things that uh like our knowledge I'm You know, like the things that we know are, are, are right is putting them in action and, and that gains wisdom, I guess, through experience. That's where yeah. wisdom comes in, I think. You yeah, know? exactly. And that's what I was saying. You know, it's life experiences that we go through and that hopefully if they were bad or whatever, we learned from, from them, you know, and um, I can't remember, was it Karate Jane? She was saying she did something bad. And I was like, well, hopefully you learn from it and then people can forgive you. You know, it's, if it's a pattern, it's a different story. When people look at it, that's a whole different thing, but yeah, it's our, our experiences that we have go through every day that help other people out. Yeah, never be afraid to make mistakes either, because if you ain't screwing something up, you ain't trying anything. <laughs> and you aren't learning either. Yeah, hey, right. dude, John. Yeah, you, you're supposed to. Failing is failing and then learning from it. Yeah. And then you get to exactly. from it, you know, and share it. Right. 
Exactly. And learning from those mistakes and moving on. And um, yeah, sometimes it takes us a little a couple times to learn from those mistakes. But, you know, as long as you continue to go forward. Yeah, absolutely. Say they found Bigfoot. They, yeah, there's a video of um, Bigfoot out here in southwestern Colorado a couple days ago. Out in, there's, there's a train in Durango, and it's out in the middle of nowhere. It's like there's nothing around you can see. And then you see, there you go, boom, 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 there's Bigfoot. <laughs> if you uh, happen across the link again, please send it to my personal messages because I'd really like to check it out because I am a Bigfoot believer. I've seen Bigfoot as far as I'm concerned. And Yeah, I was going to try to send it to you, but I didn't know. It, it, it's from TikTok. So if I copy it and send it to I'll try and see what it says. But I'll put it on the Facebook page too. But the first one, I couldn't see it. And then the second one, they they you, they you kind of, the guy zooms in and you can totally, it's like, it looks like desert. There's nothing around, but the train going by and you see him walking and then he like sits down. <laughs> he just sits down <laughs> and then that's and then the, the, the train goes by it was like everybody's like oh my gosh <laughs> so yeah Somebody it was crazy and got in a suit and, and just trying to get lost. i don't know there's nothing out there though mike there's no there's no car there's no i don't know i'll, I'll post it there's like nothing it's just mountains there's and it looks like desert there's nothing around but there has been known that some guy was doing that years ago. Um, I can't remember in what state. I don't believe it was Colorado. It was somewhere else. He was dressing in a Bigfoot zoo suit while trains were going by. Well, he was just going for a walk and he realized he had to poop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so he popped a squat. And <laughs> yeah. well, there, there is a couple towns out here. I think it's Bailey, Colorado. They have like this big Bigfoot um in fact, they're trying to bring this other, like this big stuffed Bigfoot back out there. I've never been, we have to go, it's not far from here, um, but it's like a Bigfoot outlet. They sell all kinds of Bigfoot stuff, but there was supposedly Bigfoot sightings out there. Well, there's an actual North American map. If you're into any of the Bigfoot societies like I am, you, yeah. there's every time somebody spots a Bigfoot or thinks they spotted a Bigfoot, they put a pin on this map and uh, the whole Colorado area is very like... It's, it's very prominent. Same as like British Columbia and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, the Rocky now, Do you guys have Sasquatches or are they, are they just both the same thing? Just a different name? <laughs> yeah, just the same thing. Sas Sam Squanches, Bigfoots, you know. Yeah. Are yours white or are they brown? <laughs> uh, the one I've seen was brown. Do they, I wonder if they like, you know, in the wintertime, do they, are they like chameleons? Do the, does, does their fur turn white? <laughs> you know because then they would be able to hide because in the now right now they hide pretty good because they're brown <laughs> but in the winter well, time see, that's why some people are saying they're from a different you know how like you you have like our realm and then you have the third dimensions and stuff like that they say that like bigfoots only get spotted when they pop into our dimension and they can pop back into their own dimension or something like that and a lot of times where you find bigfoot sightings you actually find uh a, uh, like a nuclear reading, like it would set off a Geiger counter. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. So they're saying that some people's theories are they're inter interdimensional. I've actually done a whole like, podcast on that before in the past. Like an earthquake you're talking about. Well, no, it's like, uh, like, like the have, fault lines or no, no, no like, like you have, 
like like you have our world and then you have the adjacent world you know like how like there's a multi-world theory like everything that's happening in this universe right now is happening but then there's the third degree separation kind of thing where it's an alternate universe of the same place you know it's it got you so they can pop in and out of our thanos how like thanos crossed out of the out of one dimension to the other in uh in avengers hi bp maybe Okay, yeah. but I thought you meant like a lot, like what we were saying, like they find a line, like what does that mean? That's what I thought I, you meant. Like no, 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 there's line. like a, a radioactive uh, stamp oh. left behind every time there's a Bigfoot sighting. Like if you were there with a Geiger counter where there was a Bigfoot sighting and you can't see and the Bigfoot disappears, it's like if you had a Geiger counter, you could actually pick up, pick up like radioactive Oh, traces. interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm not too big on that theory. I just know it's one of the theories out there because, like I said, I did a big podcast on all this stuff before and learned a lot of weird stuff that I probably shouldn't have learned. <laughs> I I don't know why people do. I believe that there's Bigfoot. Why not? I mean, I don't I know. Bigfoot. You got a big mouth. Well, our oldest totem pole in Canada made by the natives at the base has a Bigfoot. And okay. I don't picture the native people lying like a couple hundred years ago over stuff, right? They called it the tall man or whatever. No, you know what? Now that you say that, oh my gosh, now that you say that, Audie, um, when she would do, oh gosh, wait, this was like two years ago um, when she would, and I don't even think it was the Y run. She had a couple of different ones, but this was back in 2000. 20 i believe i don't remember but she would talk about her spirituality and and the indian culture and the different things and she did mention that she did mention the she, she they called it something different i can't remember what they called it um well actually she, mr a just said not one big dead bigfoot found in history but actually there has been there was some eruption i can't remember down in the states probably 20 years ago uh-huh and the army were pulling out uh, corpse is a Bigfoot, and then they did a bit of a cover-up for it, but there's actual pictures of us. Uh, like, like UFOs, right? Some, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hi, Ali. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, um, I don't know. But, but I remember her talking about the Bigfoots. I can't remember what she what they called them um, and how in their culture, what they mean. There's meaning all behind it. So, yeah, I... That's interesting that they have it on that pole out there. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna jump jump back down in the chat. Thank you for okay, Mike. Me. Thank you. Nice chatting with you, Mike. It's been a while. You too. <laughs> so I'll have to ask her. I'll have to ask her what they were called. But yeah, they are big in their culture. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'll pop back down too, so you get back to your regularly scheduled programming. I just want yeah. to add on that wisdom stuff. And, and Thank it, you it for um. <laughs> No, that's okay. Um, thanks for adding that. If we were talking about wisdom um, earlier, so yeah. And then we got into Bigfoot. I bet yep. you Bigfoot's wise. Thanks, Bam Absolutely. Bam. Have a great day. All right, bye. Um, I just have a c- couple things food-wise to go over, and then I'm going to get into uh, the um, Cable Guy soundtrack because there's quite a few songs on there. Oh, Mike. Mike, I should have did this while you were on on the um, line. This is the joke for the day for you. What do you call a cat that ate a lemon, Mike? Hi, Radio Parlesque. Good to see you. 
Did you hear that? What do you, you call a sour puss? A sour puss. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> there you go. Um, Aaron probably would have known that. So I'm glad he wasn't here when he keeps saying them. Um, so I, we lost somebody. Gosh, another um, chef, Michael. Oh, sorry, Chirello, Chirello, um, from the Food Network. He died at 61, and this is kind of scary. It said, it said that he had an an allergic reaction to something and ended up dying. But that's the only thing that's out there. Um, he was an Italian guy, um, chef on the Food Network. I really liked him. Um, we've already talked about the Bigfoot spotted in southwestern Colorado. I'm going to post that video for y'all to um, see. Um, on the Dean at Joe podcast Facebook page. And then we have, let's get rid of that. Um, for all you sweet tooth people out there, um, Krispy Kreme not, would, besides the donuts, they have a Scooby-Doo cookie shake <laughs> arriving in time for spooky season. Um, and it says um, through October 31st, participating Krispy Kreme locations will be serving cookies and cream chocolate spooky shake each Halloween themed shake includes soft serve ice cream, chocolate syrup, orange and purple icing, chocolate cookie pieces, whipped cream topping, and sprinkles. And depending on the location, it could be three, three, I was gonna say $39.99. $399 are up. <laughs> so um it doesn't look very it looks like something McDonald's would sell. Um, I don't know why it just does. Um, and of course the Scooby shake isn't the only Krispy Kreme it's offering the season. Scooby's um, collection also includes four donuts, three original glazed donuts, one cream filled donut and all featuring Scooby-Doo decorations. Um, if you can't get your hands on the shake order, the Scooby-Doo monsters cookie and cream donut will be your next best so there you go for all your sweet tooth people out there. I can't. I just can't. It looks like, mm, I don't know. It looks way too sweet for me. And then um, this one, BP sent it to me when we were doing the show on Monday. And then all of a sudden it came, it popped up in my feed yesterday. McDonald's um, has these sauces, I guess they were out before. Um, Mambo sweet spicy jam sauce and... There's two of them, Mambo and then Mambo Sweet Spicy Jam. Um, and BP said he liked them. I thought you, yeah, you said you liked them. Hi, BPG. Welcome. Good to see you. He said he enjoyed them. Oh, well, I don't know if he enjoyed them. He said he liked them. <laughs> I'm sorry, BP. Um, but yeah, they're, the sweet and spicy was good, he said. Yeah, so they're there. It doesn't say, let me see if there's a time. Mm -mm -mm. No, it doesn't say like they're only having them for a certain time, but they do show it being put on a, they say to try it on your egg McMuffin. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe that'll be good. And um, let's see a few more things and then I'm going to get it straight into the cable guy. Um, Costco guys, do you guys remember bent cakes growing up? Mm, I know they still have them. Bent cakes. Uh, well, Costco has one for Halloween. Um, it's a huge, big, huge freaking chocolate. It weighs 2.88 pounds. Um, costs 
Um, it is a chocolate bundt cake topped with orange icing. Um, and then it has like white icing going across it like a spider web. It just reminded me when I remember growing up and having the pump, the, um, my mom would get, make the chocolate bent cake, but it had like a ring of coconut, some coconut stuff in the middle of it. Oh my gosh, it was so damn good. That's what this reminded me of. And I'm like, I need to find that recipe to find one um, to make it because dang, those were so good. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Okay, we're gonna try to uh, do this cable guy. I have to get the music from two different, uh, places because he wouldn't give it to me all on my Amazon um, one. Um, let me see where I'm at. It had to go, I have to like go from Amazon to YouTube to Amazon to YouTube because it was just, um, it wouldn't give me all the, all the songs that were on this movie. Okay. So the first, and then I'll have um, some facts about the show too. Um, and did you know that Chris Farley was, um, the star, he was supposed to be the original star of the movie. And um, they ended up, he had a, another appointment or something. And um, Jim Carrey went in and that was it. Bam, done. They didn't go with Chris Farley. And he, um, Jim Carrey was paid a record-breaking $20 million um, to do the film. Um, so we're going to start with the first song from that track and it's my three sons theme song frank deval um the the theme song to the show my three sons plays on the television before steven changes the channel and that's when um this song is happening during the cable guys so here we go <laughs> And another fact that says Lou Holtz Jr., no relation to the coach, um, said in an interview how he got the idea for the cable guy. Um, he said, a few years ago, I was at my mother's apartment building. One night I saw a cable guy walking down the hall. I remember thinking, what is he doing here so late? Um, the pitcher ended up buying the script for a total one million. Holtz was ultimately ended up writing five drafts for the movie. Well, that's the first one. We won't go to that next one yet. Um, there's a lot of these in there. Um, the second one that I have is the TV is the thing this year by Dinah. Washington. Um, and this is plays as Stephen is moving into his new apartment and waiting for the cable guy to um, show up. Here it is. If you want to have fun, come home with me. You can stay all night and play with my TV. TV is the thing this year, this year. TV is the thing this year. Oh, yes. Maybe yours was great, but night's not a day. TV is the thing this year. Last night I was watching old time mix. My TV broke while I was in a fix. 
got on the phone, called my man, and said, Get hit daddy as fast as you can. And then I guess Judge Avatar lost the intense Writers Guild arbitration battle with Lou Holtz Jr. over the credits of writing the scripts. Holtz version was, according to director Ben Stiller, basically a silly buddy comedy. Abital revised the script to make it a bleaker, um, per Carrie's request, going for a funny version of the classic stalker films. Abital claimed that there was no physical humor um, for Carrie in Holtz's version of the script. Carrie described the finished product as Hitchcock meets Jerry Lewis and Rosemary's Baby meets The Odd Couple. Hi, William. Good to see you. All right, so now the next one, I'm going to try to see if this is going to work. Let's see. Okay. So I got to go over here. Now this one, ah, where did it go? This is going to be difficult. This one, the this song is The End of the World is Coming. Um, sorry, guys. Oh, here we go. The End of the World is Coming by David Hidler. Um, and this is when Chip drives Stephen to the to get a satellite dish. That sounds weird. I'm good, William. I hope that you are well. Hi, Mashir. Oh, that sounds kind of like Halloween music. Well. 
All right, a little fact. Um, in one Avatar draft, Chip gets enthralled by a cable dish. Avatar um, later admitted Jim was very intent on dying at the end of the movie. That was something we couldn't get past everybody. He thought he should sacrifice and die at the end. Okay. Um, and then another fact is Avatar and Stiller went to South Carolina to meet with Carrie while he was shooting Ace Ventura um, 2, When Nature Calls, in 1995. For a few different days um, of creative discussion on the scripts, at a bar, Carrie came up with the idea of having his character push his chest up against the glass like the Midnight Express, writing tits on glass on a bar's napkin. Okay. Um, I want to make sure that this turns off. Um, and then I switched to Liberty. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, it's going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Okay, so that was The End of the Day by David Hidler. Um, so the next song is called um, Expanding Man, and it plays in the radio um, as Chip drops um, Stephen at his apartment. It's download, the song is, and it's by Expanding Man. Excuse me. And um, some more facts. Leslie Mann, who played Robin Harris in the film, read with Abitow for her um, Abitow, excuse me, for her um, audition. Abitow read Carrie's part, and then they got married in 1997.
Ben Stiller said in an interview, it's like doing a $40 million Ben Stiller show sketch. Stiller, who had all his co-stars from Emmy winning but quickly canceled sketch series in the movie. Andy Dick, Janine Graffalo, Bob Okerkirk, and even the writer David Cross. Murray's response was dubiously, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was downloaded by expanding man. Off the cable guy. All right. Now I gotta go back to the other one. Let's see if it'll work this time. All right. We need to back and forth, back and forth. This next song. Um if I can find it. No, that's the first one. See, I told you this is going to be difficult with this. Um, and why won't it stop? I don't know. All right, I'll keep looking for this is Ruby. Where did she go? Um, dang it. Okay, there we go. No, nope, it keeps playing that same dang one. Darn it. Wow, this sucks. Um, hmm. Well, maybe we're going to skip on this is Ruby. But it was a good sign. Where did it go? No, it's not in there. I don't know what's going on, guys. Um, I'm trying to go through from YouTube to, to um, Amazon where I usually do all of them and because a number of these songs weren't in the Amazon one. Oh, there it is. This is Ruby by Leslie Rankin. Um, this is when Steven admits his faults to Robin at the bar and asks her if she would like to see his new apartment. Dang. Thank you, BP. I found it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not used to working off of YouTube music. <laughs> oh, Billy D, when did you pop in? <laughs> Billy D, how I did my homework. <laughs> I told you, Billy, you need to come knock on my door. Um, a stunt coordinator got fired on the scene. 
When the stunt double dunked, the backboard shattered on his face and chest. The backboard glass was supposed to fall backwards. The protonics didn't work the right way and pushed all the glass the wrong way. So the guy got fired on the spot. Um, said Keith Gibbs, the basketball coordinator remembered, I think is the actual scene they ended up using in it. And then they talked about how um, Carrie was um, completely hopeless at playing basketball and could barely um, dribble a ball. And they blamed it on him being, he says, the first thing Carrie says is, I'm Canadian. I don't know anything about basketball. An hour alone was spent on the right-hand layups. At one point, he goes into character and throws a baby hook from 35 feet, and it goes over the hoop, over the backboard, over the fence, and hits the guest's house. He starts running around the backyard like he's won the NCAA championship. Hi, Bella. Yes, I agree, Billy D. <laughs> we'll do it on Skype. <laughs> I hope you're well, Bella. That is Leslie Rakin. This is Ruby. There we go. All right. So um, the next song that I have should be back onto my Amazon. There we go. Um, is Hey Guy, Nice Shot. And it's um, by Filter. Um, and this plays as Chip plays basketball at the basketball courts with Steven and his friends. We were just talking about him and his basketball moves. Thank you, Billy D. Thank you, Mike. I had no idea this song was called Hey Man, Nice Shot. Even though he just says that. <laughs> Oh, dear God. Um, so here's a fact. Um, Carrie couldn't believe that nobody had thought to set a um, comical piece at medieval times before. Um, gosh, medieval times, if you've never been there before. the one And this is the one I went to in Buena Park, um, California. Um, they closed their doors for the first time ever to accommodate filming. But there was one problem. Broderick was allergic to horses. 
he said, I had to really concentrate on not sneezing all the time, he said. I like fight scenes and physical comedy, but what we were doing it in a string of 16-hour days, and that could be quite draining, he said. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> Thank you, BP. <clears throat> All right. So the next song and scene from the movie um, <clears throat> is the standing. The song is standing outside a broken phone booth with money in my hand by primitive radio gods this is playing as steven's radio as uh, this is playing on steven's radio as he talks with robin while they wait for sleepless in seattle on tv here it is standing outside the broken phone booth with money in my hand Welcome C-X-W-I-J-R-Y-H. And there was a few scenes, they say one of the scenes, um, there was a few, but one of the scenes taken out because Carrie's evil eyes were too realistic, it says. Abitau gave the Los Angeles Times a list of scenes, including one where Carrie shoots Broderick character with a staple gun and stitches in his butt in the shape of a television. Another where Carrie pretends to be a volunteer firefighter and hurls fireman's axe at Broderick. And one scene shot in a 40 degree rain in Giffith, Griffith Park where Carrie rides on a horse resembling the headless horseman and leaps at Broderick who puts a rock to Carrie's head and threatens him until Carrie implores him to go to the dark side of the force. The latter was cut because the evil in Carrie's eyes was too realistic. Another scene that was cut out because it didn't get big laughs and scared test audiences had Carrie on top of Broderick's car acting like the Terminator. <laughs> Like fire marshal bill? Yeah, just like that. <laughs> Throwing up. He does seem like he could really get a little bit into character. Like cuckoo, cuckoo.
I do like this one. That's standing outside a broken phone booth with money in my hand, Primitive Gods from The Cable Guy. So the next song I have um, is Blind, and it's by Silver Chair. Um, this song plays as Stephen battles Chip at the arena. Um, but there's a fact uh, that we have, and it says that Larry the Cable Guy's manager was quite upset um, with the title of this movie. Um, before we started shooting, I got a call from a friend of mine who managed Larry the Cable Guy, Avatar recalled. He said, Jed, what are you doing? You can't call this movie the Cable Guy. This guy has been working so hard developing his character. You're going to destroy his career. There was nothing I could do to change it, but clearly... Larry the Cable Guy has done way better than the movie The Cable Guy. If you have to compare the career of Larry the Cable Guy and the movie to The Cable Guy, Larry wins hands down. So here we go. Blind by Civil Chair. Yeah, you can't see 
Wow. Okay. <laughs> Alright, I can see a battle happening. <laughs> Alright, that is the bat um blind by Super Chair. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna move on to the next scene, um, which is the song The Ritual, Ancient Battle to Croca? I don't know. It slashes all three of those. And it's by Gerald Fried and Sol Kaplan. And says this place is Chip Hums, the theme song from the Star Trek episode, A Mock Time. That's why it's so weird. That's why it's all split up, sounding all weird. <laughs> If somebody was humming this song, I wouldn't know the heck what they were humming. I didn't like Star Wars. That guy's ears creeped me out, man. is the ritual slash agent battle slash second croika croika um gerald fried and soul kaplan from the cable guy all right we're gonna move on to the next one this next one we all know um american woman um by the guess who uh and this is an old man sings this song at a karaoke machine at steven's house as steven talks with robin over the phone here we go Um, Jim Carrey said when he was negotiating his $20 million salary for the film, he insisted that all of his attorneys and two managers all wear Ace Ventura dressing gowns so not to lose their sense of perspective. Mm. Mm. And even though he got that $2 million, poor Mr. Ba Matthew Roderick was only paid $2 million. He got Jim Carrey $20 million. Matthew Roderick, too. Thank you. 
Stay away from me, American woman. Mama, let me be. So that is American Women, the Guess Who of the Cable Guys soundtrack. We're going to move on to the next one. Okay, good. This one's on Amazon too. Rock the Boat, um, the Hughes Corporation. This song plays um, the second song on the karaoke machine. Steve talks with Heather at a party. So here we go. Rock the Boat. Two of the karaoke party goers were sidekick writers in the office of the Dick Van Dyke show in 1961, Maury Amsterdam and Rosie Marie. In the movie, you can see them dancing together. Your touch has thrilled me like the rush of the wind. And your heart has held me safe from a rolling sea. There's always been a quiet place to harbor you and me. Our love is like a ship on the ocean. We've been sailing with a cargo full of love and devotion. So I'd like to know when you got the notion. Said I'd like to know when you got the notion. Okay, that is Rock the Boat, the Hughes Corporation. All right, now I need to go back over to the other one. Let's see how good this works. All right. Um, good, it should be right here. Let's see. Um, the next song is Somebody to Love. Um, let's see, the one thing on this list is they're not in alphabetical order, so it makes it kind of hard. Let's go back this way. Um, there we go. 
and um, this is uh, as a commercial. <laughs> um, but it's Jim Carrey uh, actually doing this. Chip gives a quirky performance of Jefferson's Airplanes song at a karaoke machine, while Stephen and Heather get intimate at the bathroom. Hi, Mama Bear. Oh, Logan, I hope you're okay. I thought the law and the law <laughs> You might recognize this song is performed by Jefferson Airplane in a little rockumentary called Gimme Shelter about the Rolling Stones and their nightmare at Altamont. That night, the Oakland chapter of the Hells Angels had their way. Oh, good. Tonight, Just a cleaning. Good. It's my turn. Hi, Logan. One, two, three. When the truth each found. Jim Carrey singing. Um, so the next uh, song and uh, 
scene from the movie, Pusher Man by Curtis Mayfield. Um, this song is played as Chip follows Robin in her date at the restaurant wearing a crudely fashioned disguise. So here we go. Pusher Man. Um, facts for the day. Did you know? Oh, where did it go? Um, Harrison Ford was a weed dealer to the famous. <laughs> that was one of my facts that I had. I was laughing. I had no idea. twins Thomas Scott and Stephen Scott played Sam and Stan Sweet at age eight. This is the second film in which Jim Carrey plays a mentally disturbed, rejected, and lonely man who seeks revenge upon the man who rejects rejects him. In Batman Forever, Carrey played Edward Nigman, um, employee of Wayne Enterprises, an admirer of Bruce Wayne, who seeks revenge around Bruce Wayne and becomes the Riddler. When Wayne rejects his inventions and a device that manipulates people's brain waves. Alright, push me on. Curtis Mayfield. We're going to move on to the next song, um, Salty Peanuts. What a name. Salty Peanuts. Dizzy Gillespie. This song plays as Chip beats up Robin's date at the restroom while singing along to the song. Here we go. Salty Peanuts. He beat somebody up to this song? 
And Eric Roberts, um, Julia Roberts' brother, plays himself starring in the TV movie as the Sweet Brothers. Even though he's basically known as um, playing killer roles, but not in this one. Okay, that's enough of salt and peanuts. We're going to move on to the next one. Um, it is Satellite of Love um, by Prono of Pro... Pro Rose? Prono of Pro Rose um, plays in Robin's apartment as Chip knocks on the door to upgrade her cable. So here we go. Satellite of Love. Involving Sam Sweet's trial, where Sam Sweet is accused of murdering his twin brother Stan. Although it is not confirmed nor revealed in the film, two scenes in the film hint the cable guy may have killed Sam Sweet and filmed um, framed Sam. While the cable guy is installing Stephen's cable, the cable guy stumbles upon a news story of the trial and comments, I hope they fry that bastard. In the 911 scenes, the voice on the recording is not Ben Stiller, who plays both brothers, but it's Jim Carrey's. If so, the cable guy may have been a fan of the show, and Sam may have been one of the customers the cable guy stalked. When Sam rejected him, the cable guy may have shot and killed Stan in revenge, then impersonated Sam's voice when he made the 911 call, framing Sam for the crime. However, this is only a theory. <laughs> Found a satellite alert. Pronos of pros. All right. Now I need to go back to YouTube. Let's, oh, shoot. <laughs> Let's see. Let's, nope, that's not working. Here we go. Okay. Well, 
thing. I don't like doing this. Um, so the next song is Oh Sweet Nuttin'. Um, it's by 10,000 Gold Chain. <clears throat> and um, this song plays when Robin calls Stephen out of his job and thanks him for the free cable. Here we go. 10,000 Gold Chains, Oh Sweet Nuttin'. Tenacious D um, actually is the couch potato who reads the book when the cable cuts out. Um, another cameo is um, the helicopter pilot at the end of the movie is played by David Bowen, one of the stars of UHF, which is set in television station and features parodies of several television shows. Sweet nothing, 10,000 gold chains. Off the cable guys soundtrack. All right, cool. The next couple songs are all off of uh, YouTube, so awesome. The next song is Unattractive by the Toadies. 
Um, this song is played as Rick drops Stephen off at his apartment. Stephen apologizes to Rick for not being able to attend the concert with him. So here is Unattractive, The Toadies. Um, after Red Robin, now we're all going to want a burger with endless fries. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Bam Bam. Thank you, Radio Parlez. Hi, Charity. Welcome. Secretary is actually Ben Stiller's sister, Amy Stiller, in the movie. And they were saying that, um, Sam and Stan Sweet, um, the former of whom is accused of murdering the latter, um, the characters are appear to be based on the Lyle and Eric Mendez brothers who were convicted in 1994 of the murder of their parents. Okay, that is the toadies. Unattractive. Whew. All right, we're going to move on to the next song, and thank goodness it's on YouTube, because <laughs> I can find it real quick right here. So it is The Last Assassin, hopefully, yes, there it is, by Cypress Hill. And this song is playing as the prisoners taunt Stephen as the police take him into his cell. Cypress Hill. Thank you, Billy D. Thank you, BP. Okay, Mike, what are they saying? Or did he leave already? Good one, BP. Is that what they're saying? <laughs> Give me a scooby snack. 
Welcome, we need to talk to Nick B. Good to have you. Yo, welcome. Okay, guys, that is the last assassin, Cypress Hill from um, the Cable Guy. We're going to move on to the next scene and song. Um, and of course, it goes back. Let's see, we got to go back over here. The next song is More Human Than Human by White Zombie. This song is playing as Chip sends a recording at Stephen's workplace of Stephen insulting his boss. Here is More Than Human. All right, we have some more theme songs that play during, and that is actually more human than human, white zombie. Theme songs that play throughout this movie. Um, the next one, Bewitched by Howard Greenfield and Jack Keller. This plays as Rick mentions the show Bewitched. How fitting. Here it is. You can't see them wiggling my nose. Hello. 
was her name? Bewitched? What was her name that wiggled her nose? All I can think of is Mrs. Kravitz. That was the neighbor across the street. Mrs. Kravitz! <laughs> Alright. Bewitch, Howard Greenfield, and Jack Keller. And then we're going to move right on to another theme one is the Mod Squad. I kind of, I remember that growing up, kind of, kind of, um, but just like faintly. Um, and that's by Earl Hagen. And this song is played as Chip breaks Stephen's door down and chases him across his apartment, um, the Mod Squad. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Hi, Sinead. Welcome. The Mod Squad, was it two girls and two guys? I can't remember. I remember they're like on the beach or something. Not right now. Oh, you're in here twice. There's two different. Well, you have two of you here. Mod Squad theme chasing Steven around his apartment. Alright, we're going to move on to the next song. Grotto del Empalama. Okay, that's something. Um, it's by Jim Carrey. Chip hums um, this as he puts Steven on hold. So, here we go. It's by Tom Jobin. Oh, one girl. And it, weren't they, were they on a beach? All I can remember was seeing people running on a beach. Maybe I'm confusing two different... Maybe I'm confusing Baywatch with the Mod Squad. I wish they would have given to me. I couldn't find the Jim Carrey one. <laughs> Bart! Oh, we're playing your intro music just for Bart. He's coming in with his shiny pants. Dance, Bart, dance. Or is it a shiny shirt? And BP wears shiny pants. <laughs> okay, whatever they're singing about, that's the name of this song. Tom Jobin. We're going to move on to the next song, um, theme song. Well, this is sung by Chip Sings the Same Thong of Cops as the police surround the satellite dish. And this is Bad Boy. <laughs> Shiny leather pants, yep. 
biggest show has got to still be on TV. Hi, Vortex Project. Welcome. That show. God, the world has gotten worse. There's probably even that show's got to be even worse than it was when I watched it. Sheesh. Right, that was Bad Boys. Would have been fun to find the one that Jim Carrey was singing. Um, another theme one's coming up. I love Lucy. John Odeman. Um, this is the helicopter takes Chip away. Um, well, this song is playing. I love Lucy. What? That doesn't sound like I Love Lucy. We'll go with it. Let's see what it says. What in the world? I want to tell you about my Lucy. That is Lucy, babe. You see, I fell in love with Lucy. That's not the Lucy, Lucy. That's the wrong Lucy. And the way she shines. I want to listen to But it says the cable guy. I remember the first time I took Lucy. Fine, Grid, welcome. Club. All the fellas ran up, they want to run their fingers all up and down and make. I said, uh uh. Uh huh. That made me mad as heck. Because I love her. I love Lucy, yes, I do. And if you put your hands on my Lucy, there ain't no telling what I might do to you. I know what you're thinking. That's another fool in love. And you are. <laughs> I love I know. Lucy. And when I play with her, it does say it's from the cable guy, so uh, it's not definitely not the movie. <laughs> I better make myself understood. You see, Lucy made me a star. It ain't what you're thinking. The Lucy I'm talking about is my guitar. And I love her. Yeah. I do like this one, but it's not the one from the movie. <laughs> I love Lucy. 
All right, so the next two songs are just ending credits are played at the um, two of them played at the end of the movie. Um, the first one is Leave Me Alone by Jerry Contrell. Um, here we go. Um, there we go. <laughs> It could have been. I don't know. Mike. Thanks, Billy D. Carlos, thank you, Mike. And then the last song that I have as um, uh, ending credits is Get Out of My Head by Cracker. And this is the second second ending credits song. So here it is, Get Out of My Head. Have a 
have a great day, Bart. Thank you so much for coming in. Be safe and watch out for Bigfoot. He's been spotted out here in Colorado. get out of my head from the cable guy it's the cable guy you guys we got through all 26 songs thank goodness i was able to go through back thanks for being patient with me going back and forth learning to do both of these at one done i need two computers to go through um i need to get one fixed so i have two open um and i can see everything that's going on it would be nice um all right guys well thank you um the next wednesdays throughout this week will be Halloween-ish. So I know I haven't watched a lot of these movies, but I can tell you I'm not going to watch scary ones. But we will have soundtracks to them for sure. And then I will start having um, some Halloween-ish music on Fridays. It's not, you know what I mean, songs that like Wicked Woman and stuff like that. But anyway, it will be fun. We'll have fun. I have um, Bam Bam. He helps me a lot with the scary movies and BP. I can't. I just can't. Hi, Steven. Good to have you here. So um, thank you again for being here. I'll be back on Friday. I'm going to leave you like I always leave you. Be the reason someone smiles today. Let your smile change the world, but don't let the world change your smile. And remember, I know there wasn't a lot of people in here in, in the beginning of the show, but if you're going through something and you feel like, you can't get through it um, and times are hard. Go find somebody to talk to. Um, I know when you're in the middle of that pit, it seems like it's desperate times. But was it 988 um, is the suicide hotline? I don't want to give out the wrong one. Gosh darn it, where did it go? Um, I believe it's 988. Uh, 988 suicide hotline. Oh, there. there we go. Um, yeah remember that number or contact somebody that you know talk to somebody that you know things aren't that bad um it always seems like it when you're going through it but um maybe you need a hug i just it just makes me sad when i hear that people choose that way out of difficult times so anyway i love you guys have a great rest of your day and i will see you on friday I, 
I'm afraid to see what that number is, Billy D. <laughs> I'm a little afraid. Um, you're so funny. Um, I love you guys. Thanks so much for being here and supporting me. It means the world to me. Have a great rest of your day. And please be safe out there. Really be safe. It's, oh, oh, eight, six, oh, I didn't even read it. Dad, that's the number. Were you in here when I gave that number to that guy who kept asking me for my phone number? <laughs> <laughs> and that was the number I gave him. <laughs> I think it was Bam Bam was the only one who, who got it at first. But yeah, 8675309. Yes, Jenny, Jenny. I thought it was something else. Mm, all right. Bye, guys. See you Friday. Have a good day.